Many people have asked me, how do you get to do your job as a clinician, your job as a teacher, being a mom, and also running your business? And they'd say, oh, now I know. Of course, Wednesday saw my book and they said, you're a super mom. I see your cape. But my response to them is, I also see your cape because you're a super mom as well. Now, I'm not saying I'm all in all and I do everything, but people wonder, there is a technique to getting things done and not getting burned out in the process. I am Dr. Dini, the mom empowerment coach and your host for the Wellbeing for Mothers show. As we always talk about in this show, we are looking at ways to enrich our well-being of mind, body, soul, and spirit, while enjoying the beauties, the highs and the lows, the beautiful, the not so beautiful, and the challenging parts of motherhood. We talk about all these things and share tactics and tools by which we can enhance our well-being. So do stay tuned because today's topic is all about preparation for a stressless day. Part two. I remember when I had a discussion with a friend of mine, very good friend of mine who had a son. And she said, well, Jenny, I'm not particularly sure um, what to do, but um, I've come up with these options. I've been told to explore going part time at work. And I said, oh, that, that sounds like a brilliant idea. And when she said that to me, she said, well, I need to know how, how much part-time I should go. Should I go halfway, like 50%? Or should I go 80? Or should I go 60? I'm not particularly sure. My response to her was, you need to recognize where you're at and what you want to achieve what your capacity is at the moment and take a decision based on where you are now. Now, my friend went ahead and did what was best for her and she was so happy. So of course, we're catching up later after a few weeks and she's all settled into her routine with the new adjustment. And she said, Duni, I don't understand. You and I are in a similar situation, but you have got two children. And you're working full time. How do you do it? And the funny part is you have so much energy, <laughs> you know? So when she said that, I laughed because I, it sounded really funny to me, but I do get that quite a lot. And so I also want to tell you that I was not always like that. There was a time when I was crumbling. There are times when perhaps when I do not intentionally prepare myself for a stressless day, I get weighed down with worry, with guilt, with all the exhaustion that motherhood can bring. And of course, combining that with the business and with work, all that gets really, really demanding. 
But the way around it is to be intentional and to prepare. I remember when I was younger, we heard that the scout's motto was be prepared. Now, of course, those are two simple words, but those two simple words go a long way. Be prepared. You might ask, be prepared for what? Be prepared, be prepared for now. Be prepared for the future. Be prepared for your path. Be prepared for your purpose. Be prepared for your aspirations. And there's so many things to be prepared for. But what we're going to be talking about is being prepared for your beautiful day. Now, the last time we talked about how you prepare yourself for a stressless day, where you do that a night before, you do that the day before. And I know that if you've not perhaps listened to that episode, go back and listen. It was very useful. And there was also a very useful download for you to be able to utilize as a tool to help you break through the stress that gets people rushing, feeling flustered first in the morning. And so in the morning, it's usually a different reaction from different people. There was a time, especially when I was grieving the death of my father and I was really, really struggling. The morning I felt I did not want to get out of bed. I did not want to go to sleep at night, but then I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. It was a struggle. And one main thing that really hit me was the fact that I wasn't interested in anything at that time. And it's one of those things that come with, of course, having emotions that are going in the form of a tsunami which of course describes the way some people feel when they've lost someone or something dear to them. And it can also happen when you are having um, overwhelming thoughts of anger or perhaps confusion. People are saying different things. You're thinking different things. You're ruminating on a negative experience in the past. And by so doing, you are distracted. All those scenarios can actually make your morning more stressful than it means needs to be. One very useful thing I have done is utilizing a journal. Now you all know that I love journaling. So if you don't have a journal yet, uh, that's not a problem. You will get access to a journal. So yes, you'll be able to write down things. Now this is something that is not a one size fits all but it's something that you can consider and say, oh, I think I like this aspect. I think I'm going to use this aspect. And one good thing I try to put together is to make sure that when we're looking at the different methods, we're looking at ways to improve your spiritual, your emotional, your mental, and your physical well-being. So you remember from the preparation tool that we shared in the previous session, In the first 20 minutes, there was a segment where you wrote where we had grab a bottle of water. That bottle of water is to be by your bedside. I'll tell you the reason why that's important. When you sleep, you have 
insensible water loss from your body. Now, your body is made up of over 60% of water. So imagine you have a lot of water loss, depending, of course, on the temperature, the heating, if the heating is on in the room, or perhaps the, um, your, the environment, the beddings you're using and all that. So the loss of water that you have can be quite significant. And many people don't pay as close attention because they wake up and they are rubbing their eyes and, oh, it's a bond day. <laughs> and they kind of crack on with the day. But we need to recognize that when you wake up dehydrated, your brain cells are not going to function as well as if they were well hydrated. So will your other cells as well. So what do you do when you wake up in the morning? Remember that bottle of water you brought upstairs or downstairs, wherever your bedroom is. So we're going to go with, of course, the way you wake up. You've gone to sleep. It's been beautiful. You've laid things out. When you wake up, one of the very important things to recognize is that it's a new day. The thoughts you have, the words you say, and the things you do make your day. I'm going to say that again. The thoughts you have, the words you say, and the things you do make your day. So be intentional about each and every one of these. I'm going to go through that. So the thoughts you have, the thoughts are those thoughts that are empowering, those thoughts of, it's going to be a beautiful day. It's an amazing day. I am grateful for today. Now, when I wake up in the morning, I start with a song. Why? Because that song is a song of gratitude. And it's a song of expression of what I want the day to be. It starts with gratitude and shifts into today is a day of joy. Today is a day of peace. Today is a day of favor. And you just have that declaration for you telling the day what you want it to be. And all that is when you are kind of half awake, half asleep, rolling out of bed. You know that kind of feeling? I know that. I mean, we're all, mom, we're all moms. We've had that at one time or the other. And I know that there are many moms who are probably still having that every single time. That is, that is the truth of motherhood. And so even at that point where you're just kind of rolling out, you can sing. You can say whichever works for you. The reason why I pick singing is because when I sing, it's, it uplifts my soul. As I'm giving gratitude, I'm uplifting my spirit. As I'm speaking positivity, I am rewiring my mind, utilizing my mouth physically to declare into the day. So you can see how we are putting this holistic viewpoint to just that segment of the start of your day. Now, the next thing I tend to do is to reach out and grab my water bottle. Now, sometimes I do my singing in bed. Sometimes I'm already rolled out of bed and then I kind of sit up or stand up or whatever. And then I drink my water bottle from my water bottle. So the bottle of water you put by your side, you can either have the one that has a straw or if maybe you wanted like warm water um, and it's by your side, depending on what it is, just make sure you drink. And what I tend to do is pick a bottle 
that is a good size so that when I start, I don't stop until it's reached the bottom. The reason why I do that is because I know I've lost some water overnight and I just need to replenish that. And another good thing about it is another way of waking up your gut to say, all right, okay, guys, it's time to do some cleaning. And as you drink, your gut that is constantly moving by peristalsis is now cleansing all those things that perhaps as you had been digested, kind of got stuck or things like that. So it's really such a beautiful process, washing your gut, cleansing your kidneys and keeping yourself hydrated. Then the next thing is uh, another view of your morning. Now, I tend to suggest to mothers, wake up earlier than everyone else in your home. I know there are some children, there's some beautiful babies. I know them. They'll wake up at 4 a.m. and mom wakes up at 6. Oh, goodness me. And then wake up the whole house. I know that there are some children like that. And I know that it's not something that would last for, for, for life. So it's something that would change. At some point, the child will start knowing that, oh, yes, this is the time to sleep. And I should let everybody else sleep. So my idea is look at your day and say, okay, I'm going to wake up earlier. If your family wakes up by six, wake up by five. If your family wakes up by seven, wake up by six, whatever works for you. But I tend to suggest one hour earlier only because that helps you to get your head in gear. That helps you to get things in motion. Now, people would think, oh goodness, one hour earlier, that's a bit too early for me. No problem. If you can get 30 minutes earlier, that is fine as well. And I'm going to tell you describe to you what you can do in 30 minutes. So the 30 minutes is divided into segments. The first part is the first 10 minutes. I tend to suggest with that one, let it be a position of gratitude, of spiritual connectedness. Why? Because when you are sleeping, you have a connection with your subconscious, your, you have a connection with infinite intelligence. You have a connection with wisdom beyond what you see with your eyes. There are so many times when people have fallen asleep and they've had dreams, dreams that led to inventions, dreams that led to solution to problems. So remember that at that point, you are in your creative in your spiritual connectedness. So build on that. When people have problems or challenges, like we did for the preparation the night before, and you write those things in your worry journal, it's usually one of those things that help you to kind of cast those worries across. Then you go to sleep and then the solution comes and you can journal whatever it is that has come as a solution to you. So that is why it's very important that when you wake up, it is gratitude, it is prayer or meditation. And very importantly, it's about feeding your mind. So if you are the kind of person that um, reads spiritual text, go ahead, read spiritual text. That's your connectivity. 
If you are the kind of person that reads um, other things that may be motivational things, and this is not just picking up a book and reading, it can also be you listening as well. So for those of us that are auditory learners, go ahead, get on your auditory or on your audio book and listen, listen to a podcast. That is you using your time to listen for a few minutes. So the second part I tend to look into is movement. Now, this movement is usually not a long movement. People tend to tell me things like, oh, if only I, I could be a, uh, a member of a gym, I would get myself fit, feel healthy. Well, I've got some news to break to you. I have never joined the gym <laughs> or been a member. Now, this is not discouraging those who are putting down those who are active members of gyms. I've just not gotten around to it. I eat like a teenage boy. I don't, I'm not a member of a gym. I don't know what it entails in terms of, so when I get there, what do I do? Okay, do I change and then have a shower, then go and do this stuff? I haven't got a clue because I've not done it. But that doesn't mean I do not exercise. And I know for many mothers, especially if you've got more than one child, and maybe you've got the little baby and the older one there, and you can't just leave them at home and go to the gym, especially if your gym hasn't got a crash. So what do you do? Exercise at home. Very importantly, exercise does not mean you have to go for a 20-mile run. This is what you do. Your exercise as a woman is dependent on your needs. And one thing I really love about um, this second segment is that you can pick what you want and it doesn't need to last for long. 10 minutes is good enough. 10 minutes. Amazing. It's good enough. What happens in the 10 minutes is you can go for a walk. You can jog on the spot. You can do some cardio activities, or you can do some weight training. This is using your own body weight or using weights like dumbbells or barbells or whatever it is. Sometimes you can even lift <laughs> your baby can do the weights. I remember um, I was doing one of my morning exercises and my son woke up. He woke up really early that day and he was sat on the bed looking at me as I was doing my exercises. And then um, he came and said, mommy, you can use me. <laughs> that was so funny because that was the part where they were showing the kettlebell swing. And they said, mommy, you can use me. So he volunteered to be my kettlebell <laughs> because I didn't have a kettlebell. He volunteered to be my kettlebell so I could swing him forward and backwards. Well, there was no injury whatsoever, but we had fun. It was so much fun to be able to do that. And it was so beautiful to see. So you don't have to be strict about your exercise. You don't have to be all rigid about it. It's about fun. It's about enjoying the moment. It's about getting your heart pumping. Even if you dance for 10 minutes, that is good. So please move. The reason why you do that is because you're getting your heart pumping. You're getting the blood flowing. You're allowing the release of endorphins. What that does is that it helps you to cope with the day. It helps you to manage stress better. It brings down your stress levels. Imagine that. 
So people might think I don't have time for exercise. Five to 10 minutes will do a huge amount of good for you. And once you do that, yes, you break a sweat, but then you calm down. And this is the moment where you start to plan. Now, you know, many times mothers have this thing about having a to-do list. Now, <laughs> I have done a full training talking about the list. The to-do list is the bane of our lives. We need to change our to-do list to a power list. And I'm going to go in more detail at some point how you create your power list. And one very important thing we need to recognize is, yes, it's good to put on a piece of paper or your list all the tasks that you want to do. But you know that these are you are not going to finish all those tasks. There is something that I do when I have this brain dump. I do a brain dump the night before on this place and I leave it there. You know why? Because in the morning, in this third segment, I'm going to look through it and prioritize. There is a saying by a quote by Stephen Covey. He says, you do not prioritize your schedule. You schedule your priorities. I'm going to say that again. Do not prioritize your schedule. Schedule your priorities. So for you to be an effective person, and we all know, if you have not heard of Stephen Covey, he's the gentleman who wrote the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. For you to be a highly effective person, stressing less in the morning and through your day, you need to look at what your priorities are. For example, my priorities might be different from yours. Your priorities last year will be different from your priorities now. So where are you now? What are your priorities based on all the things you've listed? And what I do when it comes to prioritizing is that I divide them into three parts. So the number one priority is all those things that you get to do. Now, I call them the things you get to do because they are important. On a normal day, you would have said, oh, I must get this done. But I want us to change our language because when you keep saying things like, I must get this done, I ought to get this done, it puts a lot of pressure on you and that is your stress level rising. But when you are twisting that language to reflect gratitude, oh, I get to do this. I get to take my children to school. I get to go to work. I get to complete that project to meet the deadline. That is amazing. And the good thing about this is those priority one tasks are tasks that are related to your job, your business, your work, your health, your personal development. Those are your priority one tasks. And it's also future planning, relationship building. When I'm talking about that, it's not just, oh, I'm going to, to the pub with my mates. That's relationship building. No, I'm looking at the ones whereby you are making contact with your prospect, with your client. You are arranging meetings. You are in a meeting. Those are the things I'm referring to as the priority, priority one tasks. Now, priority two tasks are those tasks that you choose to do. You don't have to do them, but you, it's one of those ones that you say, oh, I should do this. So 
Rather than saying, I should do this, you change it to, I choose to do this. So you are expressing to yourself that you are being intentional, that you are not without the power to make a decision. Because one thing that many people have come to realize is when stress becomes really a mountain and we start to feel overwhelmed, that is because we are feeling helpless. Now, this helplessness comes gradually and then it gets to a point where we just kind of, oh, well, come what may, I know I'm going to struggle. And people just have that attitude. We can't afford to have that attitude as mothers. You know why? Because our children are watching us. They are seeing us. And if you're going to have that learn helplessness before you even start, they are not even going to lift a finger. They're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to even bother. And they're going to learn that habit. We don't want them to do that. So we are showing ourselves and we're showing them as well that we can choose what we want to do. So the choose to do tasks, those are the priority two tasks, are those urgent tasks that are not related to what I mentioned in terms of relationship building, personal development, all that kind of thing. But they are quite urgent for that day for you to for you to um, choose to do. Now, the good thing about this task is you don't have to do them by yourself. You can delegate them. And you can even postpone them. You can reschedule them for another time. And the third priority tasks are the things that you can do. So and they're kind of the kind of things that are nice to do. For example, call a friend, um, send a card, send a text message, make someone smile, make a coffee for, for a colleague. You know, those kind of things, they're nice to do. And it's really nice because you need to have priority one, priority two, and priority three tasks on your power list. You cannot just have priority one all the way or one and two all the way. Priority three tasks, you need to have some of them infiltrated there. You know why? Because they are the ones that are nice to do, and they are the ones that will help you during your breaks in between those mind-boggling, those demanding tasks where you are now going to allow yourself to release dopamine because you've done something nice or express gratitude because you are experiencing something great or allow yourself to just be in the moment. So those are the kind of activities you need to incorporate either during, in between your major tasks or at some set times during the day. So when you have prioritized your brain dump list, then you do what Stephen Covey said. You then schedule your priorities. Remember, you can schedule the things you are going to do, but make sure you allow yourself to delegate the things that you do not have to do yourself. Now, I go into a deep dive in one of my trainings on productivity. I'm going to put a link below for you to get access to that um, productivity training. Now, with this, you will find yourself moving from oh my goodness, what am I going to do to knowing what to do? So this is how you can start your morning 
the way you plan your day. And when you do this, you would see things start to unfold. You'll see that you're not feeling so stressed out as much in the morning or even through the day or you're navigating through. And one very important thing to consider is when you wake up in the morning, when you have finished your um, 30 minutes or one hour of, um, of preparing yourself, remember to make sure that you're giving yourself frequent hugs, frequent high fives. You're giving yourself those fist bumps. Well done. You're awesome. You're doing a great job. Why? Because that's what keeps you going. Look at what you are doing. Celebrate yourself. But, but if you keep going, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. Okay, let me keep going. Let me keep going. You're going to be spent. You're going to be stressed and you're going to be burnt out. And we don't want that to happen. Okay? So this is what you do. I will put the breakdown in the um, description of the 30 minutes and how you can divide them into the three segments and how you can utilize it. If you're enjoying this, don't just listen once. You may need to listen to this again and again. So download the episode. Make sure you subscribe. And most importantly, share. Because you see, sharing is caring. If you are sharing this with other people, you would now start to see them practice this and they're like, oh my goodness, I never believed that this could really change my life. And yes, it has. I have shared this with my friends, with family members, with clients, and they have reported massive changes in their lives. They've thought that they didn't have time to do anything, only to find out that this practice helps to create time for them. This practice helps to make them have, have enough, more than enough time and energy to go through the day. So you can just imagine if this little, relatively short practice can do this for you. Imagine if your children were able to pick up on this and start utilizing it, their level of effectiveness will be high. Their level of achievement will be great and their level of well-being will be phenomenal. So moms, make sure that you are sharing this, you are practicing this, and I would love to hear what you think about it. So please go ahead and leave a review. I'd like to know what your thoughts are, what your main takeaways were. And until next time, I am Dr. Duni, the mom empowerment coach, a family doctor, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show signing off and asking that you stay well.